Hey, howdy, hey. <laughs> Welcome to our third podcast. We're still on the relationship series, and we're pretty excited to talk to you today about ways to nurture a marriage. If you listened to our last episode, which was about how to give an awesome toast at a wedding, then you know we think you should make it a priority to nurture your marriage. Yes. So again, I am Nicola Villa. I'm here with my husband, CJ Avila. Hi, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think he may have been making fun of me at the beginning with the hey, howdy, hey, but... No, it was. I was like trying it on, seeing how it feels. How'd it feel? I think you're way better at it than I am. Oh, so. thanks. Can my I- inner Woody was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Toy Story. Woody from Toy Story. Because, Buzz Lightyear, Woody yeah, the Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. backpedaling, backpedaling. <laughs> oh my oh gosh, gosh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. It's coming right out. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. Well, should we just do like, yeah, high level? Here are the things that we think are important for nurturing a marriage. Yeah. Finding a mentor couple, learning a hobby, getting in flow, and weekly date nights. Tell us about finding a mentor couple. Finding a mentor couple sounds a little bit intimidating, um, but really it's just recognizing the marriages around you. This could be uh, other siblings who have been married even just a year longer Mm -hmm. than you are. Cousins, parents, grandparents, anybody who is in a long-term relationship, go hang out with them. And Mm -hmm. it's not... It's not like when you, I feel like when you have a mentor for school or for work, you have to let them know. You have to tell them like, hey, will you be my mentor? Can we go out to lunches together? Yeah. And Can you'll, I pick your brain? Yeah. You'll tell me all about how you got to where you are. You could totally do that. But I feel like that puts a lot of pressure Yeah, I th- on the other couple. Totally. So just on your own, you know, asking to hang out with them or go to dinner or invite them over to your house. Um, asking them questions about, you know, what was the first year of marriage like for you? Or what do you guys do for date nights? Just being able to talk to somebody else who's been through what you're going through is really helpful. Yeah, totally. I think it doesn't have to be someone you know either. You can find oh, that's true. relationships that you admire in celebrities. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. That's or, true. Yeah. I was. What, I was, thinking, I was just oh, going to say that okay. um, two groups of celebrities, not not necessarily celebrities, but other public figures that don't know that I know them, but I do know them. Yeah, and the thing about celebrities, though, is that everything looks perfect on social media. That's true. Okay. However, sometimes I guess you just have to pay attention to the way you feel after you interact with whatever they're media is. So Chip and Joanna Gaines is one that we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um, when we were preparing. And I remember when I was watching their show, Fixer Upper, on Netflix, again, like all of this is heavily edited. Um, afterwards, I felt like I would be a better wife. <laughs> like they are just so sweet to one another. Mm-hmm. And Joanna is sometimes clearly annoyed by Chip because he is such a prankster and Mm -hmm. does goofy things, but she just loves on him anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that, I don't know, just, I guess pay attention to how you're feeling when you're around certain couples Mm -hmm. and if it gives you 
positive vibes, then maybe you want to hang out with that couple a little bit more. Yeah. And just kind of like, you don't have to really actively observe too much. I I don't really do that, but I think maybe subconsciously you're like picking up on little tiny things Mm -hmm. that they're doing that Mm -hmm. are showing how they respect each other and showing how they appreciate each other's company and... Yeah. Okay. So that's number one. Find a mentor couple or couples. Yes. Number two. I'm getting all the jokes today. <laughs> Learn a new hobby together. Yeah. I don't have any hobbies. Do you? That is not <laughs> true. <laughs> I do have hobbies. You have hobbies. Yeah. And I think that we did kind of learn one together. Do you remember when I learned how to knit? I learned how to knit. You learned how to knit right along with me. I like to call it yarn engineering. I thought it was reverse engineering. Reverse engineering. Yeah, you would help me when I made mistakes, take things apart. Yeah. That was great. Turns out that knitting is like really uh, meditative. So if you're looking for a hobby that's meditative and if you are an introvert, bingo, knitting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the reason why we, we chose this suggestion, um, was because when you're trying something new, it can feel very vulnerable. And so doing that together makes you feel like you're on the same team. You have your best friend with you. You're navigating the waters together. And then afterwards, whether or not you fail or succeed, you've had this experience together Mm -hmm. and that can just bring you closer together. Yeah. We, for like a few months, I forget, I think it was called date box. You remember yes, that? yeah. Yeah, so we were subscribed to this subscription box service that would give you a date in a box, which would be like something to do, something to, some hobby to try. And it was something new almost every time. Like yeah. we made ice cream at home mm-hmm. the first time. And you didn't have to think about it either. Like the box just arrived on your doorstep. Yeah. All those, almost all the supplies would be included. Yeah. There were a couple of boxes where. The thing didn't interest either of us. That's We're like, true. It just sat there. Yeah. I think it was like roasting coffee, which may be totally interesting to someone else. But for yeah. us, I think we were like... It just didn't work out yeah, at that time. We just ran into it. But um, yeah, finding a hobby, new hobby together. Mm-hmm. I think um, piano was an interesting yes. recent uh, addition to yeah. your list of hobbies. Another one I'd love to mention is um, doing like home remodeling. Yeah. Okay. We recently started doing that together. Yeah. We are going to have an entire series about our vacation rental home. Uh, it's, we have a, an investment property, family property that's in Lake Tahoe, near Lake Tahoe, that we love. And uh, we have put a ton of TLC into. Mm-hmm. And that experience has been just so... Uh, filled with growth and hard work and learning new things and doing new things and yeah. working together and like And before through. we we purchased this home, we were not do-it-yourselfers. Like we did not spend our weekends updating our houses yeah. and laying down new flooring or anything like that. That that was not us. But now we're like, "Oh, what can we do?" We call it the Red House. At the Red House this weekend, Oh, let's shovel some gravel and build a new day. (laughs) Yeah. So that we'll have a whole series about that. That has definitely become a big part of our life. 
and I don't know if it's necessarily a, I think it was a hobby. Yeah, it's, it's like become a hobby. It's definitely a hobby. Yeah. All right, so another suggestion, if you have someone of the female sex in your relationship, is to learn about her flow. Flow is just kind of like the um, nickname for the 28-day cycle. So within those 28 days, she's going to be in a different part of her cycle each week. And each week, her hormone levels will be different. And Mm -hmm. so that means that your brain is acting differently or thinking differently. And so you will react to situations differently or you'll be wanting to do different things. Um, There's four different phases. For example, the first phase, the follicular, you might be more willing to try new things. Then come the third phase, your luteal, you're feeling like, "Mm, I'd rather just stay home and get all the projects done. Um, So being the partner, it's really helpful if you know where she's at in her cycle because Mm -hmm. that just helps you understand why certain things are going on. Yeah. It's It's just another data point. Um, we use an app. We there's do. A, there's an app for that. Yeah, I think it's called MyFlow. Mm-hmm. And there is a portion where you can type in the email address of your partner and it will email them. Does it come weekly? I think it's weekly, yeah. It's a, it's a newsletter, basically, that tells me what types of things are going on biologically. Yeah. And it's just a good reminder. It is. Yeah. So that's our third tip. Mm -hmm. Our fourth and maybe most fun tip is to go on weekly date nights. This is really important. Super, super important. Before we were told to do this, we were like going on date nights maybe once every two months. Yeah. And it doesn't... Okay. So like the first thing I want to get out of the way is like people are going to think like... Weekly date nights? How do you afford that? That's like, you know, if we go on a nice date that's between the babysitter and dinner and whatever activity we do, maybe it's mm-hmm. $250 or maybe mm-hmm. it's $100 or some like just like some absurd amount, right? And right. so it's important to point out that these date nights don't need to be expensive. They don't actually need to be going out, but you need to have them mm-hmm. planned out. Like mm-hmm. Friday night is a date night. This week... Can we just stay home and uh, watch Netflix and eat ice cream or mm-hmm. whatever? But you're being intentional. You're being intentional about having the date night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big expensive thing, but it mm-hmm. has to be time that you carve out to hang out. Yeah. Um, and also you can be creative with how to make things more affordable. Maybe you have um, a grandparent who mm-hmm. lives nearby and you can ask them, you know, once a month, can you come watch the kids? And maybe you have another set of friends who have kids. Maybe you can alternate. Yeah, trade off. Yeah, they'll come over to your house and watch your kids. The next week you do, you watch their kids. Um, but again, like it doesn't have to be super expensive. It's just making sure that you set aside the time once a week to focus on your relationship and have fun together. Yeah, I think the other thing too is that like we, without assuming that you have kids, if you even if you don't have kids it's still really important to do this. And after you have kids, it's even more important because your time for yourself and your time for your, um, for your partner really gets sucked away, Mm -hmm. uh, by work and by, you know, taking kids to swimming lessons and piano and 
the million things that you need to do with once you have kids, but even before kids, work and life can just become overwhelming. And so maybe you often will go out as a couple with other people, with other friends, with family, with whatever. So it's important to just make sure that you carve out time that's dedicated to just the two of you. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. Like we go out with a group of friends once a month, which is amazing. But there are so many of us and you want to catch up with everybody mm-hmm. that I don't talk to CJ most of the night. Yeah. Like even if I'm sitting right next to him, we're just each like catching up with the other couples. And so that is not a true date night. Yeah. That doesn't count. It doesn't you gotta, count. You got to carve it out for, for you. And it could be like tacked onto the end of that. So like maybe if that yeah. event with your friends happens in the afternoon and then after you leave them, you say, okay, now we're going to we're going to stack this up and go on a date night after yeah ideas for date nights comedy going to see live shows Mm -hmm. going out to dinner baseball game soccer game going for a hike Mm -hmm. i love going to the movies nicole doesn't like the movies i'm sorry movies don't i mean movies are not really the best date night because it depends if your love language is quality time Mm -hmm. it's perfect yeah um yeah uh there's also it's also a good time to like take care of maybe if you have some decision you need to make together, like shopping for a car or I know that we've done date nights where we go to Home Depot and pick out cabinets. <laughs> Things that. like that. Um, and this week our date night was going to the back to school night yeah, together. Yeah, back to school night. And then- <laughs> but I think as long as there's open communication about what date night is, um, then it's okay. Like we talked mm-hmm. about it, like, okay, our date night is going to be going to back to school night. We could go to dinner afterwards if we wanted, yep. but we both were like, eh, let's just go home. And we were both okay with that. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, cool. One tip that we wanted to share yeah. is, <clears throat> this is for the families with kids. Yep. Let's say you have a very busy schedule. Maybe both people in the relationship are working full time or whatever. We had a period in our life where we were having date nights weekly and we would have a babysitter come over so that we could leave the house. And on her way over to our house, she would stop at the grocery store and pick up our online order that I had placed Um, they let her, you know, I paid for it and everything online, but they let her grab it. So she would pick it up and then she would come to our house and we'd start paying her when she left her house so that she felt like she was compensated well. Um, then she'd come to our house and we'd unload the groceries and we'd leave and she'd watch the kids and put them to bed. And then she would make our lunches, the kids lunches, the kids lunches, uh, for the next week. And it was pretty amazing. It was so awesome. She would just, I would leave her a list of all the things the kids were going to have for lunch the next week. And we had tubs for every day of the week. Mm -hmm. And she would throw in everything that was supposed to be in there. Or she'd bag things up and put it in the fridge for us. And at that time in our life, it was incredible. Yeah, that was so helpful. It really just helped us to relax over the weekend. I mean, it's just, it's a huge stress to have to make lunches every single day. Yeah. Um, so there's a tip if you are in that time of your life where you need a little extra help and you're wondering like how you can fit it all in, maybe that is something you can add to your weekly date night. Yeah. Even if you're not, even if you don't have kids and you don't do meal prepping, huge life tip, <clears throat> life hack is Instacart or True. Rayleigh's e-cart. You just like go online, pick the food you want, and then you 
save an hour a week or whatever yeah. of going into the shopping. So where we live, the, the local store. grocery stores release, uh, but all of the grocery stores, I'm sure, have some sort of pickup or delivery option. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. So I think at the beginning of this show, we were laughing so hard about my joke that I didn't know I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and we forgot to talk about the crazy cycle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we talked about the ways to nurture a marriage and we forgot and skipped over something that we were going to talk about. And that is what it has like a nickname, uh, the crazy cycle. Mm-hmm. And so what, in our opinion, sometimes it's easy to get knocked into the crazy cycle, which we will, um, go into more detail about in just a minute. And so we feel like ways to keep your relationship out of that crazy cycle is by doing all of these things. Find a mentor couple, learn how learn a new hobby together, uh, learn about flow, do weekly date nights. And so the crazy cycle, I believe is a term coined by Dr. Emerson, mm-hmm. which is, um, we, we listened to it in a, we, in a, it was like a conference or something yeah. he gave and it was recorded and actually it was a wedding gift, which is pretty cool. Yeah. From a mentor couple. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this one, it's called the powerful truths about love and respect in marriage. It is faith based. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know ahead of time. We listened to it almost 10 years ago. Was it? Really? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Okay. Um, but, and the big takeaway for us was the crazy cycle. Yeah. You explain it. Okay. So the, the basis for the crazy cycle based in this book is that, and these are huge generalities that aren't going to apply in every relationship, but the the concept is that men want to feel respected and women want to feel love in a relationship. Uh, that's kind of like the core of this. And a crazy cycle is when either the man does not feel respected or the woman does not feel loved. And then it, as a result they turn around and either are disrespectful or shut down and stop showing love for the other person. So, um, one way to think about this is in terms of love languages. So if someone feels like their love tank is empty, then they might stop talking the other person's love language. Mm -hmm. Uh, or, and then it just like becomes a cycle where like one person doesn't feel Uh, happy. And so they treat the other person poorly and then the other person feels poorly and they treat the other person badly. And then it just kind of like spirals out of control. And this is called the crazy cycle. And so, uh, the ways to nurture a marriage that we talked about today are sort of like a preventative maintenance. It's like Mm -hmm. going to the dentist to like, make sure that you don't fall into these crazy cycles and that Mm -hmm. you kind of like stay in sync and stay in love and stay, uh, in respect. And, um, the, yeah. So those are ways to like stay out of the crazy cycle, but we also want to talk about how to break out of the crazy cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so do you have, what is your like favorite tip for breaking out of a crazy cycle? Well, it's hard to do it because is. when you're in that cycle, you're feeling like, I don't want to do anything that has to deal with you. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm her. I, everything should be about me. Mm-hmm. That's the way that you can sometimes feel, but the way that I get myself out of it is to 
speak your love language. I like, I just have to take a step back and be like, there's, there's a bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is our relationship and how much I love you. And I want you to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So I do acts of service. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's what takes anybody out of a crazy cycle is to do the respectful thing, do the thing that makes them feel loved so that they will then reciprocate. Yeah. I think, uh, maybe it's because your words of affirmation, but in my experience, the most effective way to break out is to sit down and have a conversation Yeah, and say, you know, talk about your feelings, say like this, when you did blah, 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 I felt this way. Mm -hmm. This is like a really important, uh, template for you in a conversation. So you say, when you did fill in the blank action, Mm -hmm. I felt fill in the blank action or uh, fill in the blank emotion. Mm -hmm. So how did you emote when someone did something or said something or didn't do something or didn't think of something? And so communicating your feelings makes it so that the other person understands why or that you are frustrated or don't feel loved or don't feel whatever, because sometimes you fall into these crazy cycles, but you don't even know why, like why, why did it start? Like, where Mm -hmm. did this even come from? I don't Mm -hmm. even know, but it might be because you didn't, (laughs) you didn't say something that the partner was expecting you to say. But you didn't know because you, you're not a mind yeah. reader. And I think that's why it's like a cycle because it just keeps spiraling from one thing to another. I mean, maybe it started with something as silly as like for words of affirmation. You didn't say I did a good job on that thing. And then it turned into, and you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And now my love tank is so empty mm. that I'm just spiraling out of control and getting mad at things that may, might seem petty yeah. in the long run. So. But it's those, it's those like little tiny things that add up. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you communicate that because if you don't talk about something for 10 years or for mm-hmm. five years or even a year or something, that festers. Mm-hmm. For sure, it festers. It does. So it's like you gotta, then you have the straw that breaks the camel's back. Exactly. And then it all comes pouring out. And three months ago, you <laughs> yeah. didn't say I had a nice tan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that superficial. No, I was talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're gorgeous. I love your tan. So beautiful. It's like a conglomeration of freckles. Mm -hmm. One big freckle. Yeah. Um, So crazy cycle is just a term we use a lot in our relationship. Um, You know, one of us will just be like, I feel like we're in a crazy cycle. And sometimes, at least the last time, I remember I got defensive. I'm like, I'm not in a crazy cycle. (laughs) What are you talking about? But it's just like a cue. Like, okay, we need to take a step back and... Let's just sit down and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of... All right, so bringing it back, Mm -hmm. bringing it back. Mm -hmm. Ways to nurture a marriage. Find a mentor couple. Learn a new hobby together. Get in flow. And do weekly date nights. Now, we mentioned love languages a lot in this one. If you want to go back to our first episode, we described... That in more detail. The five love languages. Five love languages. If you want to know who the book's written by, got to go back to our first episode (laughs) or it'll be tagged somewhere. It's Gary Chapman. It is Gary Chapman. You had it memorized the first time. Okay. No, I still have it memorized. I was trying to entice them to go back to our first episode. Never mind. We're going to edit that out. (laughs) Oh, man. You didn't read my mind there. Yeah. That happens. 
Yeah. Maybe in our 11th year of marriage, you'll be able to start reading my mind. Maybe. Yeah. That would be cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're wrapping up this episode. Again, we really want to help you. We want to share what we've learned so that you can avoid the mistakes we've made. And, uh, and we want to learn from you. Yeah, we want to learn from you. So if you have tips for how to nurture a marriage that we didn't mention, um, it'd be awesome if you reach out and tell us. Uh, right now, we don't have a way for you to reach out to us. <laughs> But, but we will. But we totally will. Mm-hmm. And when we do have that way, we're going to put it in the show notes for every episode. So we're going to have a we're going to have a website. We're going to have a website at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have one right now. We just want to tell you what it is because I think we're going to change it. Um, but yeah, we will have a website. It'll be in the show notes. Go to the website, and there will be instructions about how to uh, how to send us feedback. Um, so yeah, if you have ideas about how to uh, how to nurture a marriage, let us know those. Spread love in the world. Be happy. Uh, our kids are screaming in the other room, so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go. All right, peace. Bye.